Hello and welcome to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast number 209. Joining me this evening, Mac. Good evening, everybody. And Ian. I have clawed my way out of hell to join you. Really? I just opened the door. We each have our own ways of getting here. <laughs> Mad Cat is with us. Hello, hello. I didn't have to come from hell. And of Did course. That long time ago. Okay. And of course, we have the dumbass himself. Just keep on listening, folks, and I'll make sure to give you a happy ending. I do want to, I should mention that if you do have complaints about the show, I want them in uh, stone tablets. <laughs> Will you take cuneiform on clay? Uh, yeah, I think that, that that's that's enough effort. Yeah, I think so, too. <laughs> hey, Ian, you've clawed yeah. your way out of hell. Uh, so we're we talking bad out of hell one, two or three. Those in the third. Yep. OK, so so must the uh, stone tablets be hurled through your window or can we just <laughs> lean them against your door? Uh, you can just lean them against my door. That'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> you only have to hurl gonna... them against the door if it is on sheep. Are you going to place a uh, a carven ark by your doors <clears throat> for storage of the stone tablets and so that the Israelites can carry them to battle? <laughs> That's how they get broken. No, they get broken when Moses throws them down. That's right. I give you these 15. Crash. I give you these 10. 10 commandments to all to hear and obey. <laughs> uh, don't forget that he went, I give you these 15. Crash. Oi. <laughs> Oi. Oh, yeah, he did say, yeah. <laughs> Oi. Oi. Uh, well, okay. Do we have anything else? What's what's going on? Anything fun? Uh, I'll have to put the link back. Um, Mile High Con coming up um, October 19th, 20th, and 21st. I will be there. Okay. It will be fun. It's always fun. We'll see. Hopefully, I'll see some This is the big one because it's the, like, what? 50th. 50th. Yes, Mile High Con 50. Wow. And I've been to over half of them. Well, I am finally... Uh, I'm finally letting go of my Civic in, in in favor of the Honda Fit that I purchased. So, so we- uh, you know, you listeners, if you know of a reason why you should have my Civic, oh God, you know, send an email and let us know. Oh. Uh, just to let you know, I already offered it to Brian for his daughters, and he doesn't want them to learn stick. So That's he's not-, not really about empowering whoa, whoa, whoa. his daughters. That's really. not what I said. I did not say that. You might be thinking of me. I told him I didn't think my son would be one to learn stick. Oh, okay. I didn't say that. I think I think I think everybody should know uh, now, how to see, drive see now, a stick. Ian, with with you saying that, now you're just making the car sound like a slut. Like I'm, <laughs> like I'm offered to pass it around everywhere. <laughs> I believe you did that. That'd be funny if that would be funny if that were an actual thing. Like conservative dads be like, none of my, my daughter's not going to be reaching down and touching a stick like that. As, <laughs> as his, it is awfully foul. Only whores do that. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> You have to admit that manual transmission is sex positive. Right. You just hope that they never go off in your hand, right? That's right. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <sighs> All right. I think we should move on now. And, we can move on now. And, and Mad Cat, what is it time for? Oh, right. <clears throat> Okay, it is time for Ian and Dumbass's Masturbation Moment, brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire! The Amateur Skeptics present Ian's Masturbation Moment, brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. 
Dumbass Media Empire, bringing you content that touches people while they touch themselves. I do love the... Oh, shit, yeah, that's right, we gotta do that crap again. (laughs) (laughs) And, and of course, he's always gonna make me introduce the damn segment. Ugh, what a jackass. Oi! (laughs) It's kind of fun. (laughs) All right, I have a couple of things here, actually. I have six real women on their ultimate masturbation fantasies. Cool. You have them. Although, personally, well, I'd kind of like to hear from some fake women on their ultimate <laughs> masturbation fantasies. Get, like, uh, Jasmine in there, maybe... Uh, oh, you mean like uh, like Disney princesses' masturbation stories? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. I, I bet... I'm I've, surprised that they didn't put Fiona as one. Are these... Oh, wait, she's not Disney. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> Um, anyway, so yeah, so I had, uh, th- these are, these are interesting because they, they there's, they asked six different women. There were kind of some themes, um, as you're going, going through it here. And so if I can just, uh, let's go through these maybe quick, uh, maybe just try to hit the highlights. So the first one is a cheerleader with the, with the football star. That's the second one. Oh, is that the second one? Second one is Trish with friends, hot brother. Okay. Okay. Right. So this is one where basically she she had a she has a, a girlfriend and she, when she would go to the, the lake house she would see the older brother and he was nineteen and she has this fantasy of him coming to her room one night and uh, and fucking her and, and then whispering to her we can't tell anybody that we're messing around. You know that 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 Trist with that's- the friend's hot brother. If that actually happened, that would be considered like. Oh, oh, this is our little secret. You can't tell anybody that is. Uh, that you know, like uh, uh, it's it's interesting that uh, that that's the kind of reaction that could give people the the creeps if it actually happened. But it's apparently somebody's fantasy. Okay, and that's so that is what I was thinking too. And um, the other so and she says that she's still friends with that girl, um, <laughs> which is interesting. But here's the thing: is that okay? So let me let's let's go through this next one. So cheerleader and football star. Um, oh, this one's this one's an orgy. Um, is it? Uh, no. He's the he's the quarterback, linebacker, or whatever. Uh, super huge dude. I'm a virgin, um, but we start fooling around, and he wants to put it in me, so I let him. Uh, I think mm. that's where a bunch of dirty talk and yeah. That well, the interesting one on that one is the girl says he was homeschooled, so oh, okay. you know, he never um, went to high school, and that. She says that's probably why this became such a big fantasy for her. Okay. Because this is so different from what she um, grew up with. You see, he promises not to come inside of her. Um, I'm still I, a good girl, but I, this just feels so good. No, but that's that's interesting. <laughs> so if he if he what if he doesn't come inside of her, that I mean, no, we can't get her pregnant presumably, but hopefully they're well, wearing no, a it, condom. It, 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 it's a pl- it's a play on innocent. Yeah. Kind of thing. Okay. Is what it is, you know. Oh, you know, the, she's pretending to be worried about um, him not coming inside her. While at the same time, she's actually being turned on by the idea of him coming inside. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's like a pseudo reluctance fantasy. Okay. All right. Next is your yeah. RG thing. Yeah. Okay. So this one is a. Is it her and her and like a boyfriend or something? And then no, he, so, uh, well, she says sometimes it's her husband's, other times it's just two random guys. Okay. That she basically wants two guys working on her. One of her fantasies, apparently, they went to visit his family in Paris, and she imagined a gorgeous French guy in a bar 
and they bring him back to the hotel and so stretch <laughs> sex with strangers type of types of yeah. things or and you know and she says well she's sucking him off she, you know her, uh, the other guys doing her from behind yeah well we really need an explicit tag do we have an extra explicit tag for this one <laughs> possibly <laughs> actually it's not that that <laughs> Yeah, but the next one. Is. Okay, so well, my. and this this is the one where Brian's gonna blow his shit too. Oh, because Charlize Theron. Yep. Uh, don't get me wrong, my wife is super hot, but I've always had this thing for Charlize Theron. Okay, who doesn't? Right. Notice how his voice is getting a little higher. <laughs> <laughs> no, I absolutely have a thing for Charlize Theron. Absolutely. I know you, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tease you about it. Oh, no, no, please, yeah, please do. It's pretty amazing in that movie. Uh, yeah, and so uh, I've been uh, masturbating for years and years. Uh, see, to the movie Atomic Blonde, but that has has that has been out for years and years. No, no. What she says is she's been masturbating to Charlize Theron for years. <coughs> oh. But when the the movie Atomic Blonde came out, it took it to a whole new level. Oh, for okay. Her. Um, there's a scene where she sleeps with this smoking French girl. They're both very femme, which I am not, and that really does it for me. I'm reading, by the way, not. Yeah. Charlize is super dominant. She has the girl on her back and is in complete control. I swear to Jesus, I've thought of nothing else when masturbating since I saw that film. Uh, yeah, I, I'm down with that fantasy. I, I can totally get behind that That's one. That's a damn good film. Too. That's yeah. a really good yeah, film. It, yeah, yeah, it was, it was great. Funnily enough, I also, uh, I also imagine that very particular woman with Charlize Theron when I masturbate. That's the French awesome. girl or right. Jesse 36 who's wrote, who wrote the article. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the one who wrote the article. The one who wrote the article. <laughs> that is just eerie. <laughs> uh, so the next one is the Fifty Shades of Grey. See, she says I'm not into bondage, but I'm blindfolded. My hands are tied behind my back. Uh, my husband is a fully leather-clad daddy, and I, I can't see him because I'm blindfolded. He uses his mouth to uh, see... He uses my mouth to get himself hard, then climbs on top of me to start having sex. Okay, so what I would say is that you may think you're not into bondage, but you kind of are. <laughs> I, I was actually thinking the same thing. For somebody who is, uh, quote-unquote, not into bondage, this is pretty damn specific. Yeah. It's just yeah. Say, somebody saying that they wouldn't, they don't feel comfortable taking it, taking it IRL at this point. Right. Yeah. It's okay in their head, but they don't, they, she even says that she doesn't, she thinks her partner would be terrified by it. See, and that's too bad because this is pretty tame. Yeah. I, I yeah. say, I, I say, I say, if you're going to start, this is a great, this is a great starting part point for BDSM. Yep. This is, this is perfect. This is, this is not that big a deal. Yeah. I guess that's my opinion. Oh, <laughs> well, the verbal domination is a little bit more, a little bit more, um, Aggressive? it's a little bit less beginner, the verbal domination she's describing, but yeah, it's pretty tame. I thought there was another one that was more of a rape fantasy too, but uh, this next one isn't, it's a different kind of lube. This idea that uh, the guy um, comes inside of her and then he uses his own cub, uh, come as a lube to, you know, rubber clit and get her off. And, but here's the thing is she says, I know, I know grimy, um, but I love it so much. It's interesting because the only reason that that's grimy is because of how um, uh, repressed we are, right? I mean, it, yeah. I mean, that seems to be pretty. That seems to be less of a less of a fantasy and something, and more of something that happens pretty damn often. You would think, right? And so, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I thought that was weird. 
did uh, we we do kind of have a, a like just a natural bit of a repulsion towards uh, body fluids in general. That's true. Yeah. So anyway, but the the thing that was interesting, I think that a lot of these that you got the indication from the women that they were they had these fantasies, but they 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 kind of felt guilty about them in some ways. Some of them. Yeah. And I think that's well, unfortunate because none of these fantasies, there's nothing wrong with any of these fantasies, right? As a fantasy, let's be yeah, clear. But, no, let's, let's look at the site that it's coming from and why some of these fantasies, some oh, of the, yeah. the fantasies that we've seen here right. are so tame. Cause this As, is, this is brides.com. Yeah. Which I was surprised that this is where I found this story too. It was like, really? Okay. I would say not just these fantasies. There's not ro- nothing wrong with any fantasy that you want to have as long as it's just a fantasy. No, but I would say that these are pretty tame fantasies. But yet there's some yep. shame involved, which is unfortunate. Um, by the way, the uh, picture at the top of that article is out fucking standing. Yes, it's a good picture. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if we do a Google image search, will we find out who it is? Well, could you have a shot? Anyway. All right. So yeah, so I thought I here's the thing. I thought I thought that you know every single one of these fantasies. I I, I was it was the shame piece of it that I felt that uh, um, that coming from it that I thought was unfortunate because the, right most of these I mean most of these except for the rape fantasy one but yeah I mean there's ways to you know to fake that right you know with you and a partner um, mm-hmm. but they're pretty tame yeah most of them. Yeah, most of them you could uh, actually perform with uh, other people without feeling, uh, or you shouldn't feel any guilt or shame about it. Most right. of them, not the rape one. Like you can, like like you said, you can pretend about the rape though. Yeah, you can, you can, you can fake it. And the Charlie Theron one, no shame there. Not an ounce. <laughs> None at all. <laughs> not an ounce. All right. Um, the next one I had, um, th- I found this was interesting. Okay, so this is where I, I guess I don't exactly know where Stanford is. Um, oh, it's why is that? That didn't work. The link, yeah, yeah. My link does not work here. Let me see if I can fix that. I don't know what happened there. So while we're in a lull here, Brian, do you want to know? Do I want to know what? You asked me to do a Google image search. Oh, okay. So um, there are a lot of pictures of her from uh, Studio Firma in Belgrade, Serbia. So I would assume that she's probably also located in serbia they don't give a name for her but there are quite a few pictures of her try that link that link should that that link should work that should fix it so it says stanford wants to crack down on the illegal massage parlor this is from the fregersburg.com uh says powered by freelance star so i'm not sure where this is out of fredericksburg and there's a fredericksburg colorado but i don't think that's what they're talking about I don't know. So I'm not positive where this story is coming from, but so apparently they have a bunch of massage parlors that they think are offering happy endings, essentially. And what I found interesting about the, I mean, we we can have the debate of whether or not this, quite frankly, because it's illegal, it can't be regulated. It should probably be stopped because of that reason, right? Even though I think that it should probably be legal and regulated, so you could have the happy ending massage parlor, right? Um, you know, we can we can. I mean, I think the whole idea of the happy ending is um, actually from Slut Ever, if you the, the 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 Vice show when they talked about that, the guys that had had them talked about how clinical it was. You know, basically they'll rub your back and they'll they'll rub your penis, but it's not sexy. It's very clinical, apparently. Um, well, the the idea the idea behind <coughs> prohibiting the happy ending though is basically 
uh, goes back to prostitution. Right, exactly. But apparently in in this area, wherever this is, it's not illegal to, for them to give the hand job. It, there's a loophole that that allows them to do this apparently. And so they're, they're looking at proposing laws that would crack down on this specifically. I, unfortunately, I think it's the wrong way to go. Regulate that shit. Tax it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I see. I, you know, you do that shit, Brian, and the next thing you know, they're going to be marilo- mar- they're going to be they're going to be legalizing the reefer. Yeah. Where might they do that? I, I don't know. Backward, backward, immoral places like Colorado. In Canada. In Canada. So this. Yeah. This, month. Yeah. Uh, so businesses bring in an estimated two point five billion annually. And the representation's second largest U.S. human trafficking industry. So there, here's here is the problem: is the human trafficking human trafficking um, behind only escort services and most trafficking victims uh, from China and South Korea. So here's another here's another reason that they they have to crack down on it because of this trafficking piece of it. But once again, if if we were regulating this stuff, we could. We could probably look into it um, more in depth to find the trafficking, right? We might be able to. We might be able to to uh, to go after tracking trafficking in and of itself if if the rest of this was legal. So we were just looking at a specific part of it that is a problem. Yeah. So I don't know. So well, you know, as far as the trafficking goes, you know, Trump's mythical wall is going to solve that. Oh God! Right. <laughs> I so, thought they started making it in their minds. In their yeah. minds, yeah. They, they, sorry, it's already up. Well, in no. Their minds. Um, I, I the way it's working is that uh, it's uh, in, invisible and intangible, but but Trump knows it's there. It's the president's new wall. Mm. Anyway, I think I I thought this was this, this is interesting. And from I mean, this idea that they have a loophole, and and because of all these other problems around it, you know that that um, might be going into it, they really do have to crack down on these things. Whether I think it should be legal or not, because it's, because it's illegal, because they have this loophole, and because it allows other sorts of um, illegal illegal things going on and promotes those things, they have to crack down on it. I just think, you know, that, I just think that they're, the, they're not making it easier to actually stop the actual problem when they, when they create these laws. The one place in the United States where prostitution is legal it's also regulated and it's it's successful and that would be in nevada right well and but a very small portion of nevada too right isn't the whole state is it it's not in las vegas i, I guess it's illegal in las vegas prostitution is illegal in las vegas until you get outside of the city okay i i wasn't aware of that i just i figured it was nevada yeah i don't know just we kind have, of in general we'd have to look closer into that but i think that it's not that it's not legal everywhere but once again, where it is legal, they regulate it, right? But if it were illegal in Las Vegas, we wouldn't know about it, right? Because what happens? <laughs> what in happens Vegas. in Vegas? Anyway, so I, I, I just think that I don't know. I think that these laws create more problems instead of actually solving. I think that we could we could solve the trafficking problem and better if we if we didn't have so many stigmas regarding sex. It's and always it's always better to try to regulate something than to try to legislate morality. I, I Yeah, I would tend to agree. All right, let's move on. Let's do the Georgia schools here before we... Georgia schools, residents, paddling, or paddling and punishing students. Wanting to reinstate it. Right. So this isn't the first time we've seen um, schools get in their head that they need to reinstate 
um, corporal punishment. But one of the things I, um, I'll go into what I find after I give you the basics. So, uh, Superintendent of Georgia School um, plan is going to bring back paddling as an option. Um, talking about how we take discipline very seriously. You know, a lot a of a lot of schools have a rowing team in. Come on, oh, let, it, let yeah. it get through it. <sighs> Not high schools, buddy. That's the only college level. Well, but, there's paddling, though. Anyway, so um, there was a time when corporal punishment was kind of the norm in school, and you didn't have the problems that you have. That That's the justification for why this is being put into effect. And say, as he goes on to say, it's just one more tool that we have in our disciplinary toolbox that we can use. Now, first off, um, they do say that this is um, – the parents can opt out. They can actually fill out a form saying yes or no. Uh, Right, but here's they, a, here's my question: Is this a, is this an opt in or opt out proposal? It, it, um, I think it's your choice. Um, so it's opt in. You can opt into this. You you can you can yeah. sign the paper that says uh, yes. Guess, you can beat my, my child. Yeah, my guess is if they don't send the paperwork back legally, they can't paddle okay. the child. So you have to send the paperwork back saying yes. But the paperwork itself, when sounds it has an opt in or opt out to it. But you would think, yeah, logically, legally. Unless the parents specifically say, says go ahead, the schools can't do it. I don't know but that I, that's necessarily true. I mean, I think that there's still corporal punishment for schools on the books in Colorado, isn't there? It's just that nobody um, would know it'd be stupid enough to try and use those laws. True. true. So uh, my question is, if this is just, uh, quote unquote, one tool in their disciplinary toolbox, why the hell are they running to corporal punishment instead of trying yeah. some other stuff? Well, I can't. And if corporal find- punishment is appropriate, why is it not being something that the parents are doing instead of the school? Well, remember, she said that you didn't have the problems that you have now. Yet, in none of the articles did they mention anything about there being actual bigger problems with the kids misbehaving. The only thing that's mentioned, the only thing, is the walkout <coughs> that was meant to honor 17 people who were killed at um, Sturman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida. That's the only disciplined thing that the that's mentioned in here that the schools are upset about kids practicing the first amendment openly. They My need God, to the monsters. I know. But Somebody who didn't pay attention to the seventies. That was one thing that drove me crazy. <laughs> or the sixties. I mean, it, it sounds like, you know, Oh, we have to crack down because our kids are getting out of control. Well, how are they getting out of control? They're practicing their rights and freedoms. We can't have that. That doesn't sound like kids out of control to me. No. But well, that, they're not that, supposed to. Actually, they don't get those rights until until adults say so. But that's the thing. They're I, not I, people until they're not people until they're adults. So the, 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 this really got to me. Like, wait a moment. You're making it sound like you need this. Now, the other option, apparently, the equivalent of one session of being paddled three times is to being suspended from school for five days, which definitely, to me, sounds a bit lopsided. But well, okay, hold on, hold on. Um, only one of those is a punishment? Yeah. <laughs> it, al- it also doesn't say what level you have to get to to be the paddling. Now, and the paddling will be done in a closed-door room with two adults, one doing the paddling and one be- being there to make sure that nothing inappropriate is done. Um, except for know, the paddling. That, like, except like for the paddling. paddling. Yeah, like pa- yeah. exactly. <laughs> like the paddling itself. But you know, they, they have it all made to sound all like this is a appropriate disciplinary um, procedure kind of thing, and it just, yeah, they even have the, the, the size of the paddle, what, what it has to be, and everything else. You know, they, they went all this hard work 
to make sure that gets done instead of busy trying to find other ways to work with the children. That's the other thing that gets done. Not it's only like, that, if it, you have, it, it, the moment you have to resort to corporal punishment, you've already failed. Right. Yeah. They, they have already, already failed control. and they failed those students as well. The ones that they're beating, yeah. they failed them. And that's why they have to beat them. Agreed. That's the thing. It's like to me, there should be unless the kid is dangerous, in which case paddling is not going to do anything. You get the kid out of there. You know, if the kids pose a danger to the kids, get them out of the school altogether. Don't paddle. But if you go, go to the point of this kid misbehaving, he needs to be spanked. Something's not been done right in dealing with the kid. I agree. So here's um, so corporal punishment, and, uh, corporal and physical punishment in public schools used to be common. Today it's it's legal, but exceedingly rare for corporal punishment to be used in the in the United States. Over time, Colorado has decreased its use of corporal punishment. In time, the people and legislators of Colorado joined 31 other states in um, permanently outlawing the practice. Um, in 2000, the U.S. Department of Education Office for Civil Rights, OCR, established 260 students physically punished. Of those, 19 were boys and 241 were girls. Wow. That, that, okay. If, if a kid's going to act out, and how is it that it's only 19 boys and 241 girls? That to me. <laughs> I, I can a, tell you exactly why. Well, that sounds uh, like a fetish to me. That's what I'm thinking. That is disturbing. That that, yeah. that that would even be the case. Um, in comparison, in 2010, OCR found no children in Colorado were subject to physical discipline. Despite uh, despite this, as cor- as corporal punishment is legal, is still legal. It is possible more children will be punished physically in the future, unless it's outlawed by the people via um, initiative process or legislators by executing a new bill to prohibit the practice. So it's still, in Colorado, it's legal. Now, they're not doing it um, for, I mean, because can you imagine the backlash, particularly in Colorado, right? Um, I was looking up Texas to see, um, I I can't imagine that we would ban corporal punishment here in Texas. We like that shit. (laughs) Um, Well, I think uh, aren't aren't, uh, teacher-students, aren't teacher-student disputes resolved with a duel? Exactly, right? Yeah. Yep. No, in fact, I just had to buy new dueling pistols for my kids. Yeah? <laughs> What'd you buy? <laughs> dueling pistols. Are we talking are we talking single shot or No, um AR15s. Okay. Yeah, I want them to win these yeah, fucking duels. Yeah. Probably um, that's probably good. You get the accuracy, you get the you get the rate of fire, so. So, um corporal punishment. Bump stock? <laughs> yeah, bump socks, of course. In corporal punishment refers to spanking, paddling, and other forms of physical discipline. Many states have banned corporal punishment in public schools, while several others, including Texas, allow the practice, giving parents the opportunity to opt out. Oh, I didn't know that. That That's bullshit. Um, in Texas, corporal punishment in public schools is considered lawful unless the parents or legal guardians has refused to give permission with a signed written statement to the school and border is lawful and lust. And so I did not, I did not know that this was the case. And after reading this, uh, I may have to, I may have to do something. I may have to actually write one of these up. Not that my kids have ever been an issue, but I, they better not fucking hit my kids. Uh, so would I be fair in saying that the only two things that 
corporal punishment in school teach or resentment and uh, perhaps less of a likelihood of getting caught next time? Well, I think yeah. so, I think that's the same way for parents, right? It's the same damn thing. My father, yeah. my father would have paddled, paddled me for that. Yeah, but when you got away with it, you didn't. You know, you you never considered that you should have gotten paddled. I mean, it's it's not it it does not curb behavior. Um, let's nope. see. To learn more about Texas corporal punishment in schools, laws, find the school discipline section link. Okay, boy, see, I have the things I didn't know. And in Colorado, it's also legal. Hmm. Uh, but there's a lot more information here about Colorado than there is Texas. Texas may not be as transparent with the information here. I would, you know, imagine. Uh. Yeah. Anyway, so I don't. So I don't know what what's what state is this again? That Georgia, Hepsiba, Georgia. That sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's look up Georgia real quick. So I'm getting this information from statelaws.findlaw.com is where this information yeah, is coming from. Uh, let's see. So here, the same thing about what corporal punishment is. The practice is still allowed in Georgia. Uh, certain restrictions. In Georgia, corporal punishment by um, laws require any physical punishment may not be excessive or or used as a first line of punishment. So it's legal in Georgia already, but not as a first line of punishment. So does this does this um, waiver just allow them to use it as a first line of punishment? Because obviously they could already do it. Uh, Georgia, obviously, I guess the waiver just says that the parent doesn't want them to do it. Yeah, um, Georgia, let's see, corporal punishment laws specified that a student must be Warned first. In other words, spanking or hitting cannot be the go-to method of punishment in a classroom. However, the use of force may be authorized as a first-line punishment if the student acts are so antisocial or disruptive in nature as to shock the cons- uh, consensus. Consents. Oh, cripes. Almost f- anything can Right, exactly. So, that. what the fuck does that mean? Antisocial, like walking out of school. So, for example, a teacher may be forced to defend himself or herself from a violent student. Okay, but that's different. That's not corporal punishment. That's self-defense. Oh, no, that is self-defense. Yeah. Um, or to prevent that student from hurting another person. Then, so again, that that's that that that's Still self-defense. That's not the same thing. Otherwise, corporal punishment yeah, must I'm, be administered right. in the presence of the principal, assistant principal, or other. Um, uh, designated witness if a parent or guardian does not approve the use of corporal punishment against their child they must provide a written statement from a physician stating that it would it would be uh that it would be detrimental to the teacher's health if they found them doing it yes that's that's exactly (laughs) i I was i thought maybe you're reading it detrimental to the child's health i think you could probably make a a fair argument that uh most children are allergic to a paddle of that size. <laughs> um, additionally, tend to cause, tend to cause uh, swelling and, uh, <laughs> in more extreme cases, hematomas. Uh, additionally, the statute directs local school boards to determine the adoption penalties and regulations permitting the proper use of corporal punishment by teachers and principals. So we've we've hit on what there's 31 states, and we've managed to hit on three that allow it. Colorado being the surprising one of those to me. 
Yeah. yeah. And if my boys had been in school that tried to follow through with it, <laughs> yeah, that'd be trouble. Right, but I, technically, well, but okay, the school your kids go to, they wouldn't, tr- they wouldn't try that. No, it wouldn't. Be, <laughs> right. Yeah, because they actually look at real ways to work with the kids. Exactly. And, yeah. That the, know, the whole thing so is, is find real solutions right. to it. Yeah. Or right, once more, if they're too dangerous, you get them out of the school. That has, you know. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't trust the schools down here to do the same thing. Right. But but even the examples they give in this are, are bullshit because they they were self defense examples. They were they, yeah. They, they, I mean, and that's the thing. That's acceptable because you, know, you can't have a kid hitting another kid, right? You can't well, have a kid hitting you know, teachers. You could make an argument. You can make an argument, Brian, that the best defense is a good offense. Oh Jesus! And therefore, right. The best form of defense is attack. Right. So basically what you're doing is you're basically preemptively self-defending against the kid by by giving him by fetching him a good beating before he plans on attacking you. Right. So you're giving him the idea as well. You're teaching that kid how how to behave like that. Mm hmm. I'm sorry, I don't see your logic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I bet you don't. No, so what you're suggesting is that that kid should get that teacher before it gets him. No. <laughs> No, I'm saying I'm suggesting that the the teacher should get the kid before the kid gets the teacher. And and if the kid gets the teacher first, where did he learn that behavior? From another teacher. From from the, from your, yeah, from homeschooling. homeschooling. I'm going homeschooling <laughs> for five hundred, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> what is homeschooling? All right, Don Pardo, no, tell him what I, he's won. I, and of course, I'm just taking a, a more extreme uh, example and making it ludicrous, exactly. as is the nature of satire. Right, but but here's the thing: is that you're, the example you're giving is is the training for the students to do the same thing. Yep. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I hijacked your segment again, uh, Ian. I apologize. Um, is there is there anything else that we need to cover on this? I think we did a good job covering it. Yeah, you, I think you, that was good. You did good work, Ian. <laughs> and all good work, and Ian. all the and all the supporting stuff you found from all the other law and stuff like that it was fantastic. Really appreciate you going the extra mile on that. No, and not now good. It goes not, quiet. not good sarcasm. <laughs> um, you know, Ian's not used to compliments from me. It was a backhanded. He's not sure how it, to react. It was a backhanded compliment because I'm the one who found the other stuff. It was me, it was just me being but a all, shit. All he knows how to do from you is just reboot his router. <laughs> That's probably true. Ah, uh, what, what else we got here? That do we, do we want to do the tantric stuff, or do we want to go on to something else? Uh, huh? Let's do this uh, one. The, the, let's go into Matt, something fun. Yeah, Matt, can't you probably mute your microphone while somebody's in the kitchen? There. So yeah, the victories for common sense tonight. The, the first one's a uh, fairly simple one that I actually found out about because one of my Facebook friends was posting pictures from the actual Denver airport, and they have apparently signs all over the place making fun the conspiracy theory. So right now, DIA, Denver International Airport, is doing some um, work, the, the um, you know, w- some pretty heavy construction work to get the airport up to date, kind of thing. But I, th- I think we've talked about on um, podcasts in the past. But if anyone knows about, it, apparently there are tons of conspiracy theories um, following through about DIA. It, it gets a bit crazy. So the airport looks like they decided let's have some fun with this. The, um, so the, the t- I'm talking about um, what is really happening at DIA right now. Um, the airport was built by the New World Order. So, of course, naturally, what they're doing right now is um, to um, help, help them. So, the, the, of course, so the airport a lot of these, a loop. 
What what right. are the what are the are there some specific? I mean, it's specifically the Illuminati conspiracies that 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 they're that um, that they're making fun of, right? Right. Well, well, there's, there's the Illuminati, the, uh, the New World Order stuff. Okay. There's the stuff about the aliens that live there, and the fact that all the artwork there has to do with showing the lead up to the apocalypse. Don't then, forget the uh, don't forget the glowing eyes on the. Uh, on the Lucifer, uh, uh, Bronco Stallion. awesome. I uh, I love Bronco Lucifer. Stallion of the Apocalypse. Yeah, Lucifer, he's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, so <clears throat> it, it gets crazy. Uh, there's apparently an underground city there that is where all the Illuminati people come and go from, and all this. So all, all, all this stuff that talk about with the construction is busy talking about how oh yeah, well, we're helping the lizard men do this. And the um, the Masons are working on this kind of thing. But they basically just decided, okay, let's have some fun with this. And, oh, yeah, you bet. This stuff's really happening. And this is why we're doing the um, all, all the remodeling to it. Is, um, it's all connected to the conspiracy theories, really. This feels to so me what like... I, so what, what I'm hearing from you is that uh, they're putting out all of this... Uh, false information there in order to overload the conspiracy theorists and trick them, but they'll put in some like uh, really small clues in this misinformation uh, that people can analyze <laughs> about, you know, the, the true conspiracy that's going on. This is if you can't beat them, join them, right? Because there's nothing <laughs> they can do to dispel the conspiracy. Yeah. So why bother? Just, yeah. just, 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 just have some fun with it. This right. is brilliant. brilliant. Coming soon, a secret portal to the underworld, streamlined security, Another misunderstood mural. Learn the truth. Uh, what's the other one? Uh, what are What are we doing? Adding amazing new restaurants and bars. B. Building the Illuminati headquarters. Or C. Remodeling the lizard people's lair. I sure hope it's C because that's been a long time coming. <laughs> but so, that's the humor of all, all, all the stuff they're putting out. They're just saying, "Screw it. We're going to have fun with it. You guys believe whatever you will." So it, it's one of those things where it's like, "Yeah, might as well." <laughs> I think it's great. I love the one down lower where it says, what's happening behind this wall? A, gargoyle breeding grounds. B, top secret Freemason meeting. C, an improved airport experience. <laughs> that's what I, Hope it's that, A. Yeah, C's that's a what lie. I this a victory. You, you sometimes, just with all this absurdity, you have to have fun with it. And that's no, what they're doing. Great. Yeah, no, it's great. I, I I love that 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 on the construction signs, they, they put the Illuminati triangle. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> no, it's great. Why right. not? Okay. So, in so, our other victory for common sense okay. tonight, um, California boy refuses to hit bullies because it's not the Jedi way. And um, by them, the, his parents putting this out there, um, a Star Wars icon, Mark Hamill, has come out saying um, he, how great that is. He's openly, Wait, hold on. Since when were Jedi's hardcore pacifists refusing to fight? <clears throat> Never. We can get into so, yeah. Well, technically, they only fight when they need to. They're not going to just write out, um, you know, they're supposed to be in control of their feelings. If, yeah. if you look at the Jedi so maybe, Code and all that. Maybe he's saying that striking back in anger would not be the Jedi way. Right. Um, just to let you know that in Northern California, they do allow corporal punishment, but the rest of the state does not. Okay. I don't know if it says what part of California is from. This says California. <laughs> but no, it, it's one of those stories that someone gets sad. I, you know, he, he, kid apparently suffered some really serious bullying, but he doesn't want to fight back. And well, I don't necessarily think at the time he was saying it's the Jedi way. I think it's more or less his responses, looking at the Jedi, admiring them, and saying, and taking strength from some of that ideas. 
I kind of think a Jedi would fight back if they were attacked. <laughs> what, what is it? What, I mean, he won't hit the bullies back. So, I mean, which is fine. But is he just going to get pummeled? I mean, what? what uh, how is, how is he not going to get beat up anymore? How, yeah, how, how do you nothing... fix the problem? And honestly, from someone who's had fights with bullies back in grade school, th- despite all the claims, bullies do not back away when you hit them. I'm sorry. That never... The, the, the fights I had, the, the few times I actually hit back, I just got it worse. It depends on what you hit them with. And that's, pro- and that's probably a really good point, because if they're already big enough to bully you, you probably hitting them is probably not going to be effective. And, and normally Unless they don't you do, do it with it. a car. Ugh. Normally it's not a lone bully who's just going after you. Normally there's a group of them as well. Yeah, that's so. what it sounds like with this kid also, yeah. which means that he fought back. He'd get he'd probably get hurt quite a bit worse. Yeah. But, you know, I I would see no problem in teaching this kid some sort of some sort of, of avoidance art like jujitsu or judo that might give him might give him an, an advantage, not in fighting, but in being able to avoid the fight. I know how to solve this. Mark Hamill can walk him home from school. <laughs> yep. They will. I'm telling you, they will stop beating him up you after know, the, that. He will be the coolest kid in school at that point. <laughs> yeah, but you know the, the beauty of that is that apparently Mark Hamill can project himself much younger and walk him home from school that way. We we don't need to talk about that piece of shit. <laughs> I like. I did too. I liked the Last Jedi. I liked it when he died. <laughs> All right, we're not going to have a debate on that tonight. <laughs> no, but, but that debate my, that my, debate is coming. <laughs> my favorite scene is when they shot him with everything they had, and he reaches up and brushes dust off his... I thought that was completely badass. Oh, especially considering he wasn't even there. Yeah, except for a projection yeah. that was so badass for a projection. Wow. But <laughs> I did find that but, a lot of fun. Yeah, but anyways, but the, the heart of it, yeah, I, I, I agree with Dumbass to some extent. So, um... From what we've seen, the Jedi's aren't necessarily that way, but the idea is they're not supposed to attack out of anger. They're not supposed to um, resort in violence that easily. Well, I want to make it clear that I'm not advocating hitting back against a bully. Right. I'm just saying that I don't think Jedi's would take being bullied just, you know, and just sit there and let the blows come in. Right, and I, I do agree with you on that. But at the same time... If you look at what the Jedi supposedly stand for in their actual teachings, um, they're supposed to find another way first. They're not supposed to jump to violence. They're not supposed to retaliate in anger. Okay, but, and, but how old is this kid? So, I mean, because so when I was so getting was, when I was that age and getting bullied, if I had been able to force choke people, <laughs> I would have gone straight to the dark side, man. That's because not the Jedi way. <laughs> That's not the Jedi way. No, but I, you know, somebody needs. To, I, I want to ask: Has at any point when he's being being has he been being bullied? Has he, you know, raised two fingers up and said, "You don't wish to strike me. You want to go home and rethink your life." Okay. That... <laughs> Force choke, baby. Force choke. I'm just saying, you can't give a kid that age those kinds of powers. They can't use yeah. them responsibly. I would have been force choking everybody. Leave me the fuck alone. I I, I, I had anger problems as a kid. I could see myself having been there as well. <laughs> I needed anger management. Uh, the the problem with bullies is that they give you that anger and they have nothing to do with it, which makes you makes you actually hurt yourself inside. They fill you with a rage that you don't know what to do with at that point. 
So it's really easy to hit back. The fact that he's able to resist hitting back is pretty damn, pretty damn evolved and pretty damn dope. Oh yeah, he's a step above me for sure. No, I think it's. I great. just hope that they. I hope that they get him something where he doesn't have to sacrifice his principles. Like get him some, you know, get him some some defensive martial arts where he doesn't have to sacrifice his principles, but he can, you know, he can learn some avoidance. Well, I mean, I, I listen, this story going viral like this, that like it seems to have. Yeah. I think that, 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 that might just be good enough for him that that might, they might shine some light on some of the bullies. Hopefully somebody will, hopefully somebody will step up. Hopefully, and or hopefully it won't make them go after it worse. Well, that could happen. I mean, that's the problem with bullies. I don't know. I don't know that there's a good answer here. I mean, I think he's doing the right thing, right? You know, and, and it's just, it's entirely possible that we are, I know that you and me and Ian are all real close to this. I don't know, you know, I don't think they have bullying in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yeah, they have no, bullying in No, no. We, we have no violence here. <laughs> Not a one. I, heard I never that, had to fight I heard, back. I heard from uh that I learned from a Michael Moore movie that you guys don't even lock your doors. Yeah. yeah never. Doors. Never. I saw that same Michael Moore movie. The polar bears are learning how to use keys now. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh, all right. Scientists present new theory explaining why we're the only humans on Earth. Yep. I found this one kind of interesting because um I know of another species like this, but the theory is that um, the reason every every human that is here on Earth is Homo sapiens. Some of them have genes from Neanderthals or other older stuff, but every human that's on Earth is Homo sapien. They're not they're not a different species, and the reason for that is because rather than rather than adapt physically and speciate to a new location, we adapt using tools and culture. So we adapt mentally and uh, we, ad- we change our physical, or, uh, our physical surroundings to match us rather than changing ourselves to match our physical surroundings. I, th- I thought we just seduced them until they didn't exist anymore. Right, we just fucked them out of existence. Yeah. Like the Borg. <laughs> well, <laughs> like the Borg, we made the uniqueness part of, the, part of our collective. Humans, the sexy ape. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, that title is still held by the Bonobos. Oh, that's kind of true. If the theory is true, then we've out-sexied the Bonobos. That's, well. But, you know, there is another, there's another species that I know of that's like this, which is the Quaker parrot. They are the only, um, they're the only, on their particular branch of the parrot tree, they're the only species there. And the reason that for that is because they are incredibly adaptable wherever they end up. If they can find a place to, to make a foothold, even in a really cold environment, they will find a way to make a foothold there. That's also why they're banned in multiple states across the U.S. as being a pet that can be owned is because they tend to get loose and make big nests on things that will fall down like power poles. That's a huge problem here in Texas. Yep. Uh, they're actually, uh, in Pennsylvania, they're actually... Um, not only can you not possess them, but if you have one, it's not, it's not just that you can't buy one, but if you have one, they're, they're destroyed on site. Yeah. That's kind of rough. Yep. Mm. But anyway, um, yeah, it's just, it's interesting that adaptability basically 
is a different form of fitness than than speciating fitness. It's still a form of survival of the fittest, but it's it's saying that in our current form, we are the fittest the fittest humans that have existed yet, and we have overcome everything that we've encountered by using tools or changing the environment in some way so that we can live there. Right. So we're more adaptable than than the other humanoids were, in other words. Exactly. Yeah. All right. What's next? Dumbass. Mm. Yeah. Interesting so, uh, new study on why people believe false things, and it's not right. a lack of intelligence? Do tell. <laughs> yeah. This study, basically, part of it was they had people uh, do things like wanted them to figure out what Daxi meant. This is a fake word that the uh, instructors made up. So, like, they'd show them certain images, shapes or whatever. person would guess, is this Daxi or is this not Daxi? And you you guess, and the computer would give you uh, a response, whether they were right or not. And so this is um, uh, looking at ways people are influenced in their decisions, making decisions based on the responses they get. And the interesting thing they found is that, like your your more recent, res- the more recent feedback that you've got tends to influence you a lot more than the feedback that you that you got um, early on. That makes yeah yeah. Well, if um, your if your if your recent feedback is coming from the group of peers that you're currently with, you want to fit in with that group. Right. Exactly. Uh, and there there are, there are a lot of talk in here uh, about uh, exactly that being with like-minded people who reinforce beliefs and what you think tends to um, give you um, uh, a lot more confidence in your beliefs, maybe more than you should have. Okay. Uh, A point, though. You said that Daxi is just a made-up word. Technically, all words are made-up words. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Okay, technically. One thing, one thing I thought, um, you, you may not have watched the video, but uh, like they have a video of it, of the thing here. And uh, one thing uh, that they did comment about in the video was that if you got uh, the last few of your answers wrong, uh, then you're more likely to, to have less confidence in your guess. Uh, but, but I think that makes sense, because if your guess all along was a certain thing and then uh, you're going, oh, OK, I'm, I think I'm right, but then your theory turns out uh, not to be true, you're, you're guessing wrong, then of course you'd have doubts about your theory. That's a pretty daxy thought there. I thought it was pretty daxy. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's, uh, it's an interesting uh, new study looking at the uh, um, psychology uh, behind um, groupthink, things like that. So, but the um, suggestion is it doesn't matter how smart a person is, that we're all influenced by the same kind of mechanisms, right? Yes, exactly. Okay. That makes sense. I mean, yeah. our peer groups are hugely influential on us. Mm-hmm. Um, according in the the um, the book that I read, uh, the blank slate is that Stephen Pinker. Um, he, I think it is. He he, you know, as kids, um, he he says the research shows that um, that your peer groups are more influential on you than your parents. And so, uh, yeah, yeah, I've heard that too. And in certain certain ways, they are. In certain ways, they are. Well, the other piece yeah. of it, I mean, he would suggest would be genes, right? Yeah. Why are you like your father? Because of your genes. Why are you like your mother? Because of your genes, right? But as far as influence goes, that it's the peer group that, that has a that has a lot of influential power on you. And this study backs that up. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your peer group will, will uh, determine a lot of your attitudes towards things and the things that you're into. Although to a certain extent, you pick a peer group based on having similar interests, too. So there's a complicated interplay there. 
Yeah. Sure. Yeah, that's true. What about uh, what about forming uh, strong opinions with mechanical assistance? Hmm. So are we talking about that the overuse a, of that vibrators? That was an attempted segue. Oh, uh, children are children are sus susceptible to peer pressure but from robots this does segue beautifully into this yeah well so this is a, a more fun than anything else article but um they were doing some experiments and w- within the experiments of a robot telling adults what do the adults kind of did their own thing kids on the other hand when the robot told them to do something they did it <laughs> but here's the thing is that so when, when the parents were in the room that you know the the right. um, the robot had less influence over them, but as soon as they were out of the room and it was just the robot, then then the robot the robot had a major amount of influence over these kids. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so but, much but so. It, if uh, if you ha- if you're um you know if a robot told you to jump off a bridge, would you do it? <laughs> the answer might be yes. How many how many different pieces of media out there that children are exposed to currently? Are robots often the smartest characters? Well, yeah, that happens a lot. So the idea that a robot okay. would lie to you, I think, is is, is incomprehensible in some ways, right? But because not, not, robots are supposed to, to already know the answer. Yeah, and interestingly yeah. enough, I didn't even know Dumbass was going to do that last one. But if you read through this, it definitely connects up to that last one. Talking about the you know the, the kids left alone with robots, they tell them Ian, to, you know, Ian. to agree with them over something wrong. Ian, okay, okay, Brian, edit this out. Ian, we're doing this on purpose. We, we've, we've got some organizational strategy here. We, we... No, we don't. Don't pretend that. <laughs> Look, the viewers don't know that. The listeners don't know that. Organized? I, I also haven't read this Our article. Our viewers like, will go with whatever the robots tell them. <laughs> I've not read this article in several weeks, for one thing. So I'm like, oh, hey, this blood did great with that last one. <laughs> here, I'll fix it, guys. I am Optimus Prime, and I send this message. Nope, you don't tell it. Nope. that they planned it all along. Nope. But, uh, you should you should actually have gone and found him and made a and made cuts of him saying that Optimus Prime. That's how you should, should have yeah. done that. Yeah. Spur of the moment. Yeah. <laughs> all this is planned. We just learned all this is planned. At least it was news to you know, me. <laughs> but you know, in, in terms of robots being the smartest guy in the room, you know, uh, Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, all of the Star Wars movies, R2-D2 is more on top of anything than any of the human characters. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, 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 and actually, if R2-D2... does this all the same thing, and, and he's even cuter. If R2-D2 told you to jump off a bridge, he's probably got a really good reason for it, and you should listen to him. Yep. You know, hey, I will also point I, out I, that kids you, have kids have been kind of... Shit. <laughs> 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 okay, go ahead. I was going to say, R2-D2 told 3PO to jump off a bridge, and he had a good reason. And he did that twice, in the prequels and in the in the, uh, in the main trilogy. And he also did it in a, cup, a couple of the uh, Clone Wars things, uh, car, uh, animated series. Okay, but, Dumb, that's uh, what you going to say? So, yeah, um, I was just going to say, kids uh, have also kind of been conditioned to respond to things like puppets and such. True. Yeah. Yes, show us where the bad man touched you. <laughs> I think Not exactly I think below what a, I was talking about, but I think below a certain age, kids don't necessarily know that the puppet is being operated by a person. They don't know that the puppet's not alive. Right, yeah. but there's been you know, some, and, some big misuses of puppets as well. <laughs> <laughs> And interestingly enough, looking at this study, it goes back to other studies 
about um, you know people e- even when you have humans in the room. Um, if the majority of the humans ch- choose the wrong one, quite often the lone person who um, um, isn't in on it will jump with the crowd. Sure. So it, sure. It, it's interesting. Adults, well, we're not going to listen to robots this time. They're not my peers. But the kids actually seem to view the robots as being their peers. They, they show they demonstrate this kind of stuff though with like the, the like the fire. There'll be smoke pouring into the room in a job interview, and and the people interviewing mean don't respond at all. And he's and the guy you know that the, the person being right. interviewed will be looking, you know, and and since the other guys aren't responding, they, he doesn't do anything. But the place yeah. is on fire. <laughs> so that, that's one of the interesting things. The adults don't take the, the robots as being peers. But if those were three other people instead of robots in the room, the adult would actually be more likely to um, um, give the wrong answer okay, because the other people there, have there given was, it. There was another, um, uh, uh, another paper that was put out that showed that people, they, they, um, they have sympathy for robots, right? So, so it – They'll they can show that you can become attached to a robot, and if the thing is being tortured, even though it's just a machine, you yep. will have an emotional reaction to that thing, right? Even adults. Yeah, I remember that. I mean, look oh, at how look at Max' reaction how how with his car when it's broken. Yeah, he's a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> I I get very depressed when the car is screwed up, um, and I, I will tell you honestly that in the theater in 1985, I think it was 85, 86. In the theater when they released Transformers the movie and basically killed off all the first season cast, I was crying with the kids I in the a, audience. Right. I had a coworker who said um, when Starscream got shot, his brother like screamed, No! <laughs> <laughs> we can empathize with all sorts of things, right? You, yeah. And, yeah. I mean, the, these these devices, robots and that have huge impact on us emotionally. And, and who it and, and it is surprising because they are machines, but we don't feel that way. Uh, I, I will say though that we're more likely to be more sympathetic to a robot who is more recognizably robot and less recognizably human-like, because then you get into that uh, that old that whole uncanny valley thing, and suddenly the robot's not appealing anymore because it's gone creepy. Uh, well, perhaps, but I'm going to disagree with you a little bit because people feel that way about their Roombas. They'll send their Roombas in to be fixed and request uh, that they Roomba send... Is not, a Roomba is not human-appearing. I'm, I'm telling, a, I'm telling you oh, a, robot that okay, is, yeah, okay. a robot that is less human-looking is more appealing because it's less creepy. Okay, you're, I, I see where you're going with that. So the Roomba would make sense that people want to get their yeah. same one back. Okay, so yeah, that, that backs up what Whereas you're saying. Whereas if, if you watched um, iRobot, that uh, Will Smith movie that was loosely based on Isaac Asimov, mm-hmm. iRobot, it's very easy to, <clears throat> it's very easy to picture... Sonny the robot as being a villain in the movie because he is he has a human face but he doesn't have a human body. How about the Terminator? The Terminator, um, he's got he's got a human skull for a face. That's <laughs> pretty Schwarzenegger is very uncanny valley. Yeah, yes. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, I think that uh, I think that's it. I think we've we've done it. Is there anything else that we've got to cover? Well, I um, do not I, think so. I've got something. Uh, okay. I just uh, looking on Facebook here. Um, I'm told by the Facebooks that uh, the Amateur 
Skeptics podcast has reached 28 people and had seven engagements, and I'm quite impressed. That was more than the audience that I thought we had. How many people? <laughs> That's an order. 28 reached 28 people and had and it had seven engagements. I guess we engaged seven of them. Wow. So, so hold, uh, hold on, <laughs> yeah. hold on. Yeah. We reached 28 people, and of those 28 people, uh, nearly half of them got engaged to each other. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> We're bringing communities together. That, that's an order of magnitude. More people than uh, I thought listened to us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's more than just Howard and that other guy. <laughs> oh, uh, also, I, I promised a happy ending. So, so here it is. I, I'm bringing up pictures of cute kittens and dog and puppies uh, on my screen right now. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh and that makes such great podcasts. Uh, hey, but we should I'm say bring um, up pictures of snakes biting people. As we're as we're recording this, Hurricane Florence is still wreaking terror on um what on uh the the East Coast there. Oh yeah. Uh, so no mention of uh, Typhoon Mangut. Oh, that uh, that hit China. It's it hit Hong Kong. Hong Kong. It killed twenty five in the Philippines. Wow. Mm. Yeah, lots of lots of lots of big storms out there, right? Yep. They were expecting. It's the time. They thought that we were going to get a tropical depression here in the in the Gulf, but it uh, that that system petered out, and we didn't it, get. You just had to it. bring down my happy ending, didn't you? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, I'll I'll bring up something weather related, which will give us a happy ending anyway. So I was uh, I was looking on Facebook, and somebody showed a custom miniature they made for their game. It was basically made out of plastic sharks and uh, what looked like cotton balls fuzzed out and glued together. And okay. essentially, it was a Sharknado. Oh, I've seen that. <laughs> yeah, the caption said, when you absolutely need to wipe the party out that night. <laughs> Mac, yeah. your, your bird is, uh, is talking over you. I know. <laughs> Cappy is being a pain in the ass tonight. <laughs> he was good until just now. Yeah, we're doing the we're doing the thing where we won't step up. We're over there. I think we want an almond. But I can't get up and get one right now. So, hey. anyway, Jason Cordova just waved at me. That was nice <laughs> on Facebook. <laughs> All right. Well, if we don't have anything else, I think that it, that we have come to uh, a climax, if you will. Oh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Say good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night, everybody. And that is another one in the can. In the filthy robot can. Yes. <laughs> if you've made it this far, that's an hour of your time. You're never getting back. But the amateur skeptics appreciate you giving that hour to us. If you'd like to tell us how you felt about spending that hour with us, let us know at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. The Amateur Skeptics Podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons Share Alike No Derivatives 3.5 license. Intro music by Peter Cannell. Find more of Peter's music at soundcloud.com forward slash P-K-A-N-O-L. Exit music by OFM. Find more of their music at myspace.com forward slash OFMHQ. Artwork for the Amateur Skeptics by Sean Smith Ford. Copyright Shadow Knight Digital Portraiture.